Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Camo. I'm Tasha. We have the whole kid here. We got a full house today. Yes, we do. <clears throat> we got Green Bean over here on the big microphone. Um, you got something to say? What do you have to say, Green Girl? Um, Princeton, do you have anything? Okay. Okay, period. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, I love that. Um, so we're going to answer even more questions. We got so many good juicy questions um, a few weeks ago, and I love answering you guys' questions. I feel like it's very... Um, it's very interactive and like it's we're giving you what you guys are literally asking. So Yeah, okay. Shh. You let's play a game. You want to play a game? It's called the quiet game. <laughs> what? You're losing already. What? Okay, so this question really kind of uh, goes kind of touches on the last question we answered last week about like friends, you know, whatnot. Um, but Miss Carolina Lorraine, I hope I'm saying her name right. I love her. I see her all the time in my likes and my comments. You're so sweet. Should we accept apologies from friends we fall apart from? And I say it depends on the circumstance. Um, you know, forgive and forget. Yeah. <laughs> See, Tasia is more like, oh no, let me just wipe my hands clean on this bitch. But me, I'm like, it really depends. Like, people have done some shady shit to me, but like, I'm not perfect. So I try to like look past those type of things. Like, it really, it's just really all circumstantial. Like, if if it was something like we just had like, well, for instance, you know, me and Trent, we fell out and we both did some shady shit to each other. 
Um, <clears throat> don't say that. Um, and we came back together stronger than ever. We, I think it's all about accountability. Like, and like you were saying last week, you know, you've always been aware and like you, you, you have a, a, a sense of accountability. You know, I messed up. I can own it. Um, and as long as there's, you know, accountability and you can feel that they're or like that genuinely one. sorry. That one. Okay. It's the same one, girl. As long as there's that, then I think you can. As long as there's like a healthy, mature conversation about where things went wrong and how we can avoid going through that again, like, why not? Yeah, I can agree. Like, I've forgiven everybody, but I've also forgot them as well. So <laughs> there's a lot of those for me as well. I'm but. just kidding. But no, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer that forgiveness is for yourself and not for other people. And then, yeah, fuck you after that. Pumpkin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but yes, I agree. What is it, pumpkin? Girl, it's the same one. You see how brother's not saying anything? You should right. know what he's doing. He's being so amazing, and you are just chatty Kathy. Greenlee, do you want to go get a lemon loaf in a little bit? Okay, we well, yeah. got to go watch TV while we're doing the podcast. Okay. okay. She's talking in the microphone. Like it's saying something. Okay, sister. Well, will you go watch TV in your room? No. We're going to go bye-byes in a little bit. You going to go bye-bye? Okay. Okay. okay, well, we're going to, we're just trying to push through. Um, I know we've, Tasia's talked before, it's very stressful to do the show with the kids, but. You got to do what you got to do we gotta, sometimes. We got to do what we got to do. Um. Okay, Sydney Styles underscore wants to know what was your first impression of each other? I've said before, love at first sight in a friendship way. Yes, ma'am. I just thought you were like so crazy and silly, and like I felt like you really complimented my crazy and my silly, and it just worked. Like we both just like say the most off the wall random shit that doesn't make any sense, but it what makes sense to us. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so underscore Meg Veda. Meg Veda wants to know how to let go and to move on. I think you just have to have that like that sense of closure to really move on from a situation, you know? Like those those healthy conversations, whether whether it is that you choose to accept their apology and let them back in or you know, you just close that chapter completely and, and move on. But I feel like in order for you to move on and you're not like spiraling mentally or overthinking or like, oh, where things went wrong. Like, I think you really have to have that conversation. Um, but really spending time alone is very important to any transitional period in your life. Like when you are moving on from a friendship or a, a, a partner or even from family, like there's got to be like a, 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 time for healing and yeah I, I would say just take it's it one day at a time yeah it's definitely harder than you would think too because like without closure you're always wondering and then sometimes you're just never going to get closure and so you just have to accept that um but it's hard and the healing process is definitely hard and it could take some time but yeah it's definitely easier said than done um like for example with me like i had to cut off half of my family because they're so toxic and 
they've actually reached out to my dad and have said they miss me and stuff like that. But like for my personal growth and like my own mental health, like I can't entertain that um, because some people are just bad for your mental health and they really don't have good intentions and never will. And you just have to accept that. Um, So like, yeah, I never got closure for cutting them off, but like I healed and I had to just understand that sometimes you just don't get closure, you know? Yeah, that is T. I mean, that is true. Like sometimes you're not going to get the closure you want. I think closure is very helpful for Greenlee. I think closure is very helpful for, you know, the the moving on. But yeah, if you don't get the closure, you're just going to have to really take it one day at a time and just, you know, heal on your own, I guess. But um, Andrew underscore M25 wants to know our thoughts on prenups. What is that? Okay, so I have I have my opinions on this. So a prenup is basically like if you are somebody who is, you know, famous or wealthy, if you will, and you marry somebody, they some people have them like sign a prenup so that in the event it doesn't work out and y'all get divorced like let's let's say, you know, let's use like Lady Gaga friends. If she got married to somebody who maybe wasn't on the same level as her, she might have them sign a prenup or the other way around um, saying basically when we leave this, if we leave this, you're taking what's yours and I'm taking what's mine, but it's not like I'm going to lose half of my wealth, you know? And I feel like that is, um, I know a lot of people, they don't like, um, like a lot of, especially women, they, they get, I've seen a lot of people get very um, offended, like when that conversation is brought up. Hold on, baby. Um, but I feel like that's just like a, a security thing. Like, and if you know that you're going to spend the rest of your life with me, then you shouldn't take offense to me wanting to protect myself. Cause there, there is always sharks in the water. Like you don't, you don't know what somebody's intentions fully are. So when my time comes and I, I do get married, if, especially if I'm married to somebody who is not like evenly yoked with me in the sense of like, we are cut from the same cloth, like. How am I supposed to just fully trust that they don't want to just marry me so that a year down the road, they can take me for everything I own, you know? Yeah, I mean, I do understand why people would do that. And like, I would never be like, shame people for doing that. Um, But I guess like, I just kind of don't agree with it for myself. Like for, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if you're getting married to somebody, it's for like love and stuff like that. And I feel like you shouldn't worry about that. And if you do, it's in my opinion, it might not be real, but like, I do understand why people do it. Well, I would just worry that I feel like for me, the way I see it is if, Someone was, if, okay, let's say I was getting married to somebody and I said, I want you to sign this prenup. And they took offense to it and was like, you don't love me. To me, that sounds like maybe they do have some type of bad intention and they did all along have a plan to, you know, drain you of everything when they get a divorce. So for me, I feel like if your partner is fully comfortable and they don't, they're not looking at it in in an angle of what can I gain from this relationship, if you really do love me and you really do want this to work, then you're not in it for my assets. You're not in it for my money. So you should have no problem or, you know, you shouldn't, you know, have an issue signing one because you're like, well, I don't care. I'll sign it because I know I'm not going to leave you and try to rob you of everything. I love you. I want to be with you. Yeah. 
But then some people will be like, oh, yeah. you don't trust me. So that's why you're making me yeah. sign this. Um, yeah, I can understand ew, that. Ew, ew. Hold on, baby. Okay, so Maddie Duncan wants to know, what does a typical day look like for the both of you? What does she say? For me, really, I lay in bed for a bit. I get up, usually go for a little walk. You tell me. <gasps> Greenlee. Almost had an accident. Um, go for a walk, go grab my coffee, probably hit up a thrift store, and that's about it. Maybe do some ads or tarot readings, write music. And you're looking at it right now. I mean, mom life. Yeah. And that's why I was, like I've said in previous episodes, like people were like, social media is not a job. Like literally like you don't get a break. Like I'm literally doing a podcast and I have my kids on the podcast. And sometimes it just is what it is. Like this was last minute. Um, usually like I would have them at a babysitter or whatever, but it is last minute. Cam's going out of town. So like you just do what you have to do. But like I feel like people don't give others enough credit when they do social media i'm like okay yeah um <clears throat> okay let me see Ooh. how okay mckenzie underscore kettler 21 how should family deal with loved ones who are dealing with addiction See, it's this is always like kind of like a sensitive subject because like I never really know, but like I know for me, like nobody could really do anything. They just had to let me do what I was doing until I was ready or got caught. And so usually when people come to me and they're like, hey, what do I do with a family that a family member that's an addict? And I'm like, honestly, there's nothing you can do. Um, you can't force them to stop there. Something has got to happen to them to make them want to change. Otherwise, they're just not going to, which really sucks because while they're doing what they want to do, you're worried, sick. You feel like you get no relief. And that is honestly the most unfortunate thing about addiction. Like you don't get a relief until they're in jail or they're in rehab or something bad happens to them. Like you don't get that relief until they are ready to either stop or, you know, hopefully they don't die from their addiction. But that happens to so many people and it's scary. But like you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. And we've talked about a, a friend that I have like it gets to a point where, yes, I do understand addiction, like been there, done that. But like, I don't have to tolerate somebody who's not wanting to get themselves help either. Yeah, I'll be here when you're sober. But like in the meantime, like I can't I can't associate with it because it's way too hard on me and it's hard for everybody. And it honestly helps me realize like why my parents got so fed up with me because I remember at the time I was like, they don't care for me. No, it's actually exhausting Chaos. dealing with it. Chaos. It's on. Um, yeah, no, it it is definitely hard to especially watch that. But I feel like if it's like, you know, direct family, I feel like really you got to be patient, but you also got to kind of like lay it down on them. Like you're destroying your life. You're hurting your relationships. And, you know, someone needs to have like a real come to Jesus with you. But But then again, like you can have all those conversations. And if someone's not willing to change they're not going to change you know if they're not scared of losing people and things and they're they're not going to get the help they need but like i don't know i guess try to be patient but if it gets to a point where like you either have to all come together and like put them in an intervention or something like so be it but i would say the first step would be patient and try to like be understanding that like it probably stems from something traumatic and try to get to the root of the problem and like get them in therapy if you can or you know, direct them to therapy or, therapy or something like that. 
I think we should go on a break really quick. We should. We should. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We're back. Greenlee is in her room now. So um, let's see. Let's pick right back up. Um, What Grace McKinley asked, what is your biggest piece of advice to someone in their early 20s? I would say not be so hard on yourself because I think that's something that I struggle with. Like I'm super hard on myself. Um, And even a few years back, I was so hard on myself that it literally drove me to like self-medicating. Just like taking one day at a time and like accepting yourself for where you are and how far you've come. Because even... Things that seem small are actually huge. Yeah, I mean, your 20s are, like, very chaotic. Like, most of the time, like, most people, they don't get it figured out until, like, early 30s. So it's okay to not have it together. Like, I saw this um, text post that really put things into perspective for me, and it was like, give yourself a break if you're not you know, developed or you're not living in the timeline you created for yourself as a child or when you were, you know, a teenager. Because like when I was younger, I thought when I turn 18, I'm moving out. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be grown. And that just wasn't the case. And I thought that by like, you know, 22, I would be this world renowned touring musician. And that's just not how things came to fruition. It's still a learning process. It's still something I'm working towards. Um, but give yourself, you know, some slack, cut yourself some slack and just be present. Really try to be present. Um, it's it's very hard sometimes because I feel like your your 20s, you're kind of stuck looking back at your younger days when life was easy. We didn't have bills. We didn't have responsibilities. But then you're also like, Oh shit! I'm I'm ready to be in the future. I'm ready to have everything together. I'm ready to be settled down. So it's like, try to be present. You know, try to like roll with the punches, take it one day at a time, and just make the most of it. Dizzy dreams. What's the biggest beef you girlies have ever had? I don't think we really had any. We've always not not between each other, but like it could be general. Um. Um, I don't really know. Biggest beef. Well, while you while you think of one, my biggest beef was puka shells. Um, if you know, you know. 
So um, I think I've like kind of talked about the situation a little bit, but yeah, this guy, he was in my town, this little small town faggot, um, can't stand his gut still to this day. Um, he was just being very racist and homophobic. And one thing led to another, a lot of back and forth on Facebook. And then we arranged to like physically fight at the McDonald's parking lot. I showed up, he left, and it just turned into like this thing that went on for months. Um, like me and my homegirls would go to McDonald's and his brother would be there, like pulled a knife out on us one time, threw um, a soft drink in the truck. Like I made a song about him coming for blood. Um, it, it was just a lot. And so to this day, like I clown on him because he's just honestly an easy target. And I, I know that sounds fucked up, but he's just not a good person. Um and he's just like such a meme to me. What is it? Okay, go in your room. And then we'll go bye bye. Okay, well then you gotta play the quiet game. But um it was it was very exciting for me. It was just very funny. Um that whole experience. When I get in beefs with people, my go to is to always make a diss track. I, I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I have at least five or six that are still available on SoundCloud. Um, oh my God, Jessica Kaka back in the day, which by the way, somebody just sent me her mugshot last night for going to jail for trafficking methoronian cheeses in our and hometown. cocaine. I don't know exactly where she went to jail, but it's just really funny how she always had so much to say and she just continues to get into trouble again and again and again. That is such a troubled woman. Um, anyways, uh, okay, let's talk about Euphoria because we tried to talk on it two episodes ago and then the feedback started happening. Okay, the visual just froze again. So anyways, um, I'm back and I'm going to be taking over the rest of the show solo. Um, Tasia is keeping the babies occupied. Um, but like I was saying, Euphoria, um, the season finale came out last night. Um, now you're getting this episode two weeks after Euphoria. So and hopefully most of you have had a chance to get caught up by now. Um, so spoiler alert, what the fuck? Ashtray literally getting shot in the head at the end. That was just so sad. Like, uh, this show has really fucked me up. I love this show so much because it's like, the first show in my adult life, um, even since high school, that has really just drawn me in and hooked me because it's so thought out. Like every episode, they kind of like hyper focus on another character and kind of like you, you start to grow like empathy for maybe characters that you didn't um, really, really like, like I did not like Cal at all, um, because, you know, obvious reasons he's nasty. Um, but then there's like that episode where it kind of goes over his life and why he got on the path that he, you know, went down and you kind of, you know, do develop like a bit of empathy for his character. Um, and I, I just, I just love how, there's like so many lessons inside of this show. Like they really put a lot of thought into this, but I'm just like, 
I can't wait two years for another fucking season. Two years? Like, what? Um, I, I was really late on the Euphoria train um, because I, I've said before, I, I've not really been um, somebody who watches shows or um, watches TV, period. But this year, I've kind of like, you know, stopped hanging out with a lot of people. And so I've had a lot more me time. And I have spent a lot of that me time um, watching shows and Euphoria. So I, I was late to the train, but now... I'm fully obsessed and uh, I just, I really hope that in season three, Kat gets put more into it. She is one of my favorite characters in the show. Like I really love her and like the style that, that they give her and like, she's just such a fucking bad bitch. And like, I love seeing a thick bitch thrive. And like, I was really drawn to her character in season one and then season two, I don't know, but I heard like some bullshit or like some of her parts got cut. I don't know if that's true or not. I hope I'm not spilling tea or nothing, but she wasn't in season two as much as she was season one. And that like irritated the fuck out of me because I love her character. Like after she broke up with Ethan, like there wasn't a lot more of her for the rest of the season outside of like, you know, the scenes with everybody. Um, but I just love how they go through the characters individually in every episode and kind of hyper-focus on each and every one of them and their upbringing and why they tick the way they tick. And it, it, I think it really opens up discussions for mental health and, um, you know, trauma. Um, because, you know, I, I feel like the older generation, they tend to, like, have this mindset, well, y'all are just soft or in my day, this, that, and the third. We didn't go to therapy and we didn't have this. And, you know, that's not a flex. It's really not. Um, nowadays, I don't think that that people are softer. I think that there's just, like, we're learning how to put our feelings into words. Like, there's, there's you know, a lot of textbook words now that we can, uh, you know, pinpoint and be like, boom, this is what I'm going through. Whereas back in the day, it was just like, oh, I'm kind of fucked up. And now there's like all types of traumas and um, I, there's just a lot more research. And I mean, we're growing ever so growing as a society. So, um, you know, saying the back of my day, we all X, Y, Z, it's really not the flex y'all think it is. Um but that's on that euphoria. I'm so obsessed. Like I li literally that whole little love bombing love affair that I was telling y'all about on last week's episode. I felt like I was on euphoria. Like that's how intense it was. But um, um, we're gonna go on another break right now. So say break time. Say break time. Break time. Period. I'm going to wrap up this episode with a few more questions, um, but then we're going to go hit up Target because the kiddos is not having it today. Um, let's see. What is another question? Hmm. Moving somewhere new and building a new community of friends. Fit by Kayla. Um, get out there. You know, if I personally have most of my friends that I've had since middle school, cause I've not like moved far from my hometown. Um, but 
I think, you know, you, you got to find friends everywhere you go. Like every job I've went to, I've made a, a couple close friends. Um, every time I've moved to a different area, you know, I'll be meeting people. I'll be talking to people. Just get out there and go. Go to a bar. Say what's up to somebody. You see somebody that, you know, you think has similar interests. Like say what's up. Pick up a conversation and see where it goes. Oh, um, but uh, anyways. Um, Ooh, sorry, that was very loud, girls. Mm. Okay, so somebody wanted to know what my type was and what I look for in a man. Um, uh, Kira underscore pop. Um, so for me, I really just like, I don't really have like a type per se. Um, my taste in men is pretty broad. Um, just have a pulse. Just kidding. Um, I really love a guy who takes care of himself. Like dental hygiene is absolutely on the top of my list. Like I'm very much somebody who like, I feel like I can't like in a relationship stance, like I can't hold my partner to a standard that I can't even hold myself to. And hygiene, like my, especially dental hygiene is so important to me. Like, look at my teeth. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, but it's important. Like if I'm going to be kissing you, like I can't be making out with a garbage disposal. Okay. Like you can't be having a graveyard grill. You know what I'm saying, bitch? Um, I, I need someone who, whose breath is not going to knock me the fuck out. I can't stand a sulfur breath ass bitch. Brush your tongue. Like y'all don't understand the importance of brushing your tongue. Um, please do it. Please go get you a tongue scraper. I promise you it'll be a great investment. Um, but yeah, so dental hygiene. I love a man with personality. I don't think I ever have, nor will I ever go for like, you know, the guy that um, seems most put together and like has uh, the six pack abs and like he's probably plays golf or some type of sport. Um, I'm not into that. I, I like, you know, really... I like like guys that are a little fucked up, but like somebody who might not be like a 10 in society, maybe like a six or a seven, but they're like a 10 to me because I look at somebody as a whole, like, you know, obviously your first attraction to somebody, you know, the first thing you notice is how they look. Um, but let me tell you, I have met guys that were in a societal stance, probably like a five or a six. But then when I got to know them and I got to know their heart and their personality and like, just like the way that they like move through life, like they became so sexy to me. So really and truly just somebody with personality, somebody who is low maintenance, like I have never been someone who has high expectations in a relationship. Like I'm not looking for someone to take me to fucking Fogo de Chow every weekend and, and you know, spend a couple hundred dollars on a restaurant for us and then buy me a damn Gucci bag. Like, I really don't, that, that just like, it's not my love language. Like, my love language is just giving me your time, affection, and loyalty. Loyalty is so important. Like, I have always wanted to have, like, I always thought, like, um, you know, in my later years, like it would be great to have like a cheerleader, if you will, like somebody who 
um, really just get, like would see me for as I am at whatever stage I'm at and then like watch me grow and like really support it and like push me to do better and be better. And um, yeah, I think that's important. So for me, like really personality, you gotta, we gotta have a similar taste in music. I think, I think it's not the deal breaker necessarily, but I have been in relationships where, Hey baby, you're here. Come here. I have been in, you know, relationships where um, we didn't have the same taste of music and like, it's not impossible. Like, I'm not saying you have to like, like every single same artist, but like, it definitely helps. Like, I, because if you want to be listening to like some type of music that I'm not familiar with or that I don't get down with and I'm in some type of mood, like, you know, music is very therapeutic to me. So I need a man who can get down with my melancholy um, music like some Summer Walker, some Lana Del Rey, some Janae Aiko, like Drake, like specifically the, the sad, sappy Drake. Um, yeah, I, I I need a man with a similar music taste. So if I had to write down on a piece of paper my perfect man, he would be I I love I don't discriminate. I like guys of all shapes, sizes, colors. What? What? Bye bye's. We'll go bye byes, but you gotta shh, gotta be quiet. Okay, shh, shh. Um, he would be my height or taller, but also height is not a deal breaker. Like my little little affair, he was a lot shorter than me, and that was totally fine with me. I, I didn't. It's not like a deal breaker for me. But if I had to paint my perfect man, he would be my height or taller, because like I'm a stallion, you know, and like I need someone who's gonna compliment me. I want somebody who who. Uh, will compliment my style. I've never dated a guy who like, you know, really cared about the way they present themselves. Um, and I'm not saying like they have to be decked out in designer at, by any means, but like even this guy, like he also had long black hair like I did and he dressed in like all black like I did. And I was like, oh my God, like this is hot. Like we are like very similar in a lot of ways. We had similar taste in music. And so I did get a little ahead of myself in that situation, and so did he, but whatever. Um, but yeah, wow, that was a very extended qu uh, answer. But yeah, tall, um, you don't have to be shredded. You can, ha you can have a dad bod. I love me a dad bod. Um, I love me a guy who just wants to look in my eyes and make out with me. Like, you got to be very frisky. Um, hold it. Okay, baby, I'll hold it. Where am I going? Um, just gotta, you know, touch me a lot. And yeah, low maintenance. Let's go on a date to the thrift store and a coffee shop and go to the park. Like, smoke a little Miss Oregano in the nature. You know what I'm saying? So that would be my perfect man. Um, you okay, Tasia? Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't feel good. Um, let's see what's next. Yeah. Um, there was one and I can't find it now, but they asked, um, at what point in your life were, did you think, oh my goodness, how dare you turn the mic off like that? Somebody had asked, at what point in your life did you think, what the fuck am I living for? 
Um, and you know, I, I speaking for Tasia, I remember like before she got pregnant, like she was definitely like having that self-realization like what am I living for like you know she was going through things and was you know didn't feel fulfilled and she was still making some poor decisions and then it was like a light switch with her like she got pregnant and suddenly she wanted to be a changed woman and she took the strides to do so and she felt like she found a purpose like being Greenlee's mother and now Prince's uh mother so um yeah, I think th- I think that's what she would answer. So, if that wasn't the answer, bitch, I'm so sorry, but I'm pretty sure I'm right because I know you, bitch. Um, but for me, um, you know, I was working, serving jobs, and like I had been posting on social media and SoundCloud and here and there, and like nothing was really biting, nothing was really working, and I, I really started to wonder, like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Um, but as soon as I started growing and I started seeing the feedback and, you know, people really resonated with what I had to say and they really felt connected to me. Like I really found a purpose in that. And it really just gave me a lot of drive and determination to keep going with my endeavors. Um, I, I love talking to people. I love getting to know their story. I love sharing my story. Um, it's very helpful to other people. I've, I've, found solace and peace and like learned a lot from listening to other people's stories. So I think just like being a voice and like having a platform now, I do feel like I've really stepped into a bigger purpose. Um, Whereas before I was just serving tables and I felt like I was just living a dead end life. And now I feel like I have, I mean, we all have a purpose. We all do at the end of the day, but I really felt more in tune with my purpose. Um, Okay, okay, well, you gotta be good, okay? Um, let's see. Where was the question? I just had a really good one. Are you kidding me? Oh, coffin underscore mate wants to know how much coffee can you drink in a day? I can do three, maybe. Um, okay, I'll hold it. But you gotta be quiet, please. Um, I drink like three coffees a day as well. I usually go drink my coffee at home. Don't touch that. I usually drink my home coffee and then I go to Starbucks and I get me a latte with three shots of blonde espresso. Blonde espresso has more caffeine, just saying. And then I usually end the day off with another coffee. I know, crazy. So much caffeine. Um, That is actually something that I really want to work on is my caffeine intake because I worry about what it's doing to my nervous system over time. And there's really not a lot of research out there that really discusses or like really has good evidence, substantial evidence that shows that caffeine over time can hurt you. But I mean, I'm I'm not lying when I say this, but my family started putting um coffee in my sippy cup when I was literally like two years old and I drank coffee every morning since um I can't think of a day ever that I've missed a day without coffee um it's very sad I think I want to get a tattoo that says death before decaf (laughs) it'll be cute and gorgeous I've been thinking about that for a few years I don't know if I'll actually go through with it but um how do you guys balance your friendship with one of you being sober and the other not? Oh, God, I feel called out by that question. 
Um, that was asked by the whole school girl. So, um, I am very much somebody who does not have to smoke Miss Oregano or, you know, get tipsy, whipsied, um, to have a good time. I very much can have a good time completely sober. So when I come over here, I am sober. Um, now if I'm off and about doing my own thing, can't say that that's going to be the same, um, that I'm going to be sober. Anyways, I'm a little distracted right now. Um, but yeah, uh, we just I, just, I just come over here sober. I don't, I don't drink around Tasia. I don't smoke around Tasia. Um, not that I think she would even be tempted, even if I did. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's a lot of friendships that really only thrive and work off of getting fucked up. And those aren't real friendships. Like I've had friends in the past where like we couldn't even hold a conversation unless we were passing a blunt. Um, okay, get down. Go on, girl. Okay, go on. Um, yeah, so just, you know, I, I try to be respectful of the fact that she has made, you know, big strides and I don't drink around her or smoke around her. So there's that. But um, beauty routines, cosmetic procedures, Allison Ellis, um, everyday routines. Okay, so beauty routines, we both have like the same beauty routine like we exfoliate our faces and we use CeraVe to wash our faces and we use Kiehl's moisturizer it's so good I also use Bliss Exclosion it's one of my favorites it's been one of my faves for years um, but the Kiehl's is so good um, I know we both love like the brand Too Faced like I love Too Faced makeup um, I don't know the 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 blushes the um the concealer the born this way concealer like we both have both of those things and yeah girl, I, I love Too Faced I know she does too I even like their um better than sex mascara that shit is amazing um let's see <laughs> baby okay so veronica schmidt i think um how to heal after a breakup um be around people that's like very general like uh, in any type of breakup friendship or if you lose somebody or whatever like a partner i just be around people don't don't isolate like obviously cry your tears um, have your moment of weakness, but, um, you know, just take time for yourself and really prioritize your happiness. Do things that bring excitement into your life. Like, don't like don't allow yourself to slip into, you know, a deep depression where you're sitting at home and not communicating with anybody. Like, go out, go do some things, you know, go go switch up your look. Go get your hair done, girl. Dye your hair. Um, try out a new makeup look, you know, just do something to make yourself feel good about yourself and be around people who care. Um, there's that. Um, what is the biggest lesson you've learned in life? And what would you tell your younger self? Martin jam underscore. Um, I think a big lesson is that the world does not revolve around us. Um, and the world continues to go no matter what, like, you know, when I got really sick, 
Um, I felt so alone. And it was hard for me to come to terms with the fact that the world did not revolve around me and my circumstance. And so I still had to watch all of my good friends go out and like get jobs and drive around and go on little trips and do all that stuff that people do when they're, you know, 16 to 21. And I was in a hospital. Um, and then losing my mother it was just another, you know, test of that, you know, my world came crumbling down and I felt like my life was over. Um, but it's just not the case. Unfortunately, you know, you have to pick yourself back up and roll with the punches. You know, everything in life is temporary. And I think that's such a huge, um, it's such a simple, but huge, helpful logic. Like, it, it's it helps me like even when things seem so amazing i'm like this is temporary you know like when i'm on a good streak where i'm feeling good about myself i'm having good experiences i'm having a good time i know that that too is there's inevitably going to be an end to that period and there's going to be some bullshit i have to go through another lesson but just look at every situation as a lesson like what did i take from this you know when you are like going back to the last question heal after a breakup take note of what you learned and what you will not accept in your next relationship um yeah so (sighs) date ideas during covid um, A-Z-Y, Zyria, Zyria, I'm butchering that name, A-Z-Y-I-A-R-A-A, or R-A-E, um, date ideas during COVID, also much love to you both, love the podcast, thank you girly, we love and appreciate you, um, date ideas, I mean, like, I don't think COVID is really limiting us much anymore, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who are still, like, living in fear, um, and obviously be, you know, take care of yourself but um for me like an ideal date would be a little picnic in the park like something so cute and gorgeous and simple and you know that's literally free um but i don't know just just do what makes your pussy happy i guess um you know what you girls i think we're gonna wrap up this episode i appreciate you all for tuning in um if you would please leave a review rate and let us know what you loved about this show what you liked, what you took from it and what you're looking forward to in the future but um till next time we love you kisses Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.